0: Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing you a solo round, and it's kind of just a maybe an insightful episode i just want to get you thinking a little bit i've been thinking on this uh, ever since i was reading a couple of different books and the the topic kept on coming about and it was contentment and ambition and that uh kind of seesaw of of the two and where where's that middle ground of being content in uh you know obviously we could discuss it as life um but let's let's really use uh, chiropractic practice in our our professional uh, life as as the uh, muse that we'll uh, discuss today but really finding that balance between being content where you're at and also ambition and what's that healthy uh, dose of, of each you know and i think sometimes uh, either ourselves or we know of colleagues that are um, you know highly ambitious and keep on achieving but don't ever seem content with the lot in life they're in or or the things they're achieving in practice and i think we see some that um aren't content but aren't really displaying any ambition to get to a point where maybe they would be content and not moving a needle forward uh, and then there's some people that are um i i know some colleagues that are just very content they've got a nice practice and they they still have some uh, good healthy levels of ambition but they're very uh, grounded and, and doing really good things and just uh, very satisfied. Uh, it's an interesting time in, in um, say, my classmate's um, professional career. We're 16 years out, my graduating class of 05, and it's, uh, you know, you can usually see how things shook out for most people at this age of 41 or 16 years into practice, and so it's been interesting to see some of that. And then, obviously, I talked to a lot of chiropractors of of you know, all all age groups and all, you um, Uh, length of career from student all the way to retired so it's always interesting to see that dynamic as well and I just wanted to get us thinking a little bit about that you know I for me I've always been highly ambitious Um, I always take on a lot of things and I've struggled with being content and it's like you know for a long time I felt like that was a good thing right you should never be content you keep on being ambitious but I think you hit a certain point where you realize you know having some levels of contentment are really healthy and beneficial And I know over the last couple years uh, I've I've had a higher level of contentment and then ironically enough I feel like my ambition levels um, have stayed high as well but I feel like it's a better balance I've kind of turned up the contentment part a little bit more without having to lower the volume on the on the ambition. I still have high goals. Uh, I think ultimately what's allowed for that, and it kind of goes back to last week's episode of kind of the who not how or the scaffolding around your business, is I've put a lot of good people around me to um, as a as a collective we achieve a lot without me having to you know burn the candle on both ends uh, and staying up late and waking up early waking up in the middle of the night doing all kinds of things all the time to make things happen and so i would say it's been nice recently to get to that point and and, and i want to touch on something that's a, a part of this i've got some different different topics i'm kind of just going to riff on this a little bit there's not a ton of structure i've jotted down some notes and some thoughts and we're going to roll through those Uh, but one of them was um, delayed gratification i i've um, i've had a lot of chiropractors young students uh, or new graduates come to my practice and they see what we have and i remember that feeling uh, when i was coming out and uh, seeing a couple of chiropractic offices that had a lot of good things going on and doing well and bustling practice and all the bells and whistles and and being a little jealous in a sense and thinking that, you know, maybe at age 28, two, three, four years into this, I should be there. And, you know, as you look on it, it takes time. It's like compound interest. It takes time uh, to grow those things. And so you, you really want to make sure you understand that a lot of folks that you see that are um, late 30s, 40s, 50s, into their 60s in their practice um, there might have been a lot of delayed gratification before they got to that point right it wasn't like they open up their practice and in year five they had the three thousand square foot practice that they own the real estate and the practice and it's you know got 50 new patients a week and or a month and uh plenty of revenue like that took some time and and there was a lot of reinvesting into the business uh probably to, to get to that point, all right, and so you understand that in this um, profession it's the long game, you know, most likely it's not going to happen in your 20s, especially since we're usually 25-26 when we're graduating, um, and it's going to take some time to get there, so uh, delayed gratification is a huge one to where you can really start um, putting off on some of the fun things in, uh, in life, like uh, the, the, the fancy car, the uh, dream home, um, the the three, four week vacation, stuff like that. I, I'm a big believer in vacations. So take those as soon as you can. Um, and don't feel um, like you can't enjoy yourself at all. But you got to really invest in your future and your profession. And if you own your own practice, invest in your practice as well. And you'll see that growth happen. So that's definitely something I wanted to touch on. And that kind of leads into the The financial buckets that I've talked about before, where, again, I tell a story, um, strategic coach meeting I was in, I asked the question, you know, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, um, what do you do with extra money? Like sometimes we run into extra money, that's a good thing. And it can be complicated. Like, do I spend it in my personal life? Do I put it in retirement? Do I pay off debt? Do I invest in the practice? And those are really the four buckets that this gentleman rose up and said, Well, this is what I recommend. I'm a financial advisor, blah, blah, blah. And he just talked about the four buckets, which are debt, professional, career growth, um, personal discretionary, right? Not your personal budget each month. You got to fund that each month and do that. But if you had an extra you know $10,000 are you gonna start doing redoing that kitchen are you gonna buy the new car Are you gonna um, do whatever you want with it right so personal discretionary and then uh, you're gonna have the retirement and obviously retirement depending on your age doesn't mean you have that bucket completely filled it just means you're filling it consistently and then you can decide to put more in if you have extra money or you can say you know what i'm going to put it more towards student loan debt or i'm going to put it into investing in my uh, you know in this new table for my practice whatever it may be but I, I get really clear on my four buckets and i put bullet points under each one uh currently where i'm at if i have extra money i uh, this is something that you may have to have a conversation with your significant other for sure and get on the same page because as a small business owner um, if it's just you and then your spouse is not part of the practice and say he or she has their own job or doesn't work, um, you want to you keep them in the loop, right? Because if you have an extra $10,000 and you decide to buy a, a deep tissue laser therapy with it, instead of maybe something that your significant other really was hoping you would do as a family together and needed that funds for something, um, you know, you you wanna have that clarity and I think that communication with each. Um, So, uh, you know, as a couple, write out those buckets. What are they, you know, what what does it look like? And so that helps um, with kind of a plan. And I think that's one of the things, where you get a healthier balance of being content and your ambition is that you can start to see okay this is my plan Um, it's got some delayed gratification um, intertwined into it when there is extra money and i've got my emergency savings all stocked up i've got my sinking funds stocked up my operating account's great we're profit and loss is looking good cash flow is nice Um, when you're at that point you start having some of the extra money um, having a plan of growth and how to fund that growth is important and so that will start to help you feel like you're achieving satisfying that ambition and at the same time feeling content about it because you can say oh look I just uh, accomplished that you know and and I think that is important to do and a lot of times uh, people don't have a plan with their money don't have a plan with their their goals and so it's hard to feel like you're moving the needle and i think that feeling of moving the needle consistently um, it helps with being content in your practice and, and and being happy with how things are going and not you know i, I love the i love the ser- the saying i uh, wish i knew who said it but uh, comparison is the thief of joy uh, it's kind of been one of my mottos of late and and i think we all can relate to that we see our colleagues doing certain things And we compare and and that really takes away a lot of the joy that we should be having in this in this great profession. So uh, yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. Uh, Write that on my forehead. (laughs) But I think that's a big one. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years, and we've worked hand-in-hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it, and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO-optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you there's just no way around it and if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients propel marketing design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free seo website review the free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility Head over to PropelYourCompany.com chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to PropelYourCompany.com chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, What they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base, right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals, all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently and grow your practice, then you need to try Cairo Up. Their subscribers love Cairo Up because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and CairoUp really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans and see what they're all about. First-time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code cristy 15 That's cristy 15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. So if you lay out this plan for yourself and you start to tick these off you, and you see the needle moving and you're growing, um, you'll be very, very happy with the progress you're making. Too many people do not uh, do that. So um, make sure you're, you're doing that, okay? I think another thing... To realize is not everybody is made the same right like we're not robots and we're not elon musk <laughs> so i think sometimes we also compare ourselves to people um outside of our profession and it's just like you know how does elon musk or jeff bezos or any of these people do what they do on such a grand scale um and and it's just a different world and sometimes i feel like uh, ambition begets ambition right like if if you put me in uh, Elon Musk's role right now not that I'd be able to do it I'd probably fold like a lawn lawn chair Um, but I'm sure he's gotten such a higher level of purpose and ambition because he keeps on getting to this next level and then it drives him to um, basically probably give up a lot of the quality of his life for this just insanely higher purpose so i think that can happen as well and, and you know i think sometimes within chiropractic and healing people we can definitely find that higher purpose uh, i just think we can find a, a better balance in it as well so don't uh, compare yourself to these robots like elon musk okay <laughs> and then you know uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go into goals here in a second um and tasks but before we do that the the little icing on the cake on this whole plan thing, the financial buckets, delayed gratification, and everything is is you really want to begin with the end in mind. Uh, I first heard Dean Jackson, who's a marketing, talk about that. And whether you're building a business, you're developing a marketing strategy, um, you're you're trying to develop your personal life, you know, you, you you meet the loved one of your dreams, and all those things, is you always want to begin with the end in mind and start doing the things that are going to get you to what the end is right so if you're if you're opening up a practice and you at some point would love to have a sellable business then you need to start doing the things now with the end in mind of selling that practice right you got to make sure you're doing that if you want to hire an associate at some point you have to be doing the things that would make it fertile ground for an associate to come in and thrive. And so start to think about what is your kind of end game within chiropractic? What would be your dream scenario? Work out that, that plan. Um, obviously, have some of the delayed gratification. And then start figuring out what the finances of this looks like to, a, to an extent. You're not going to know all the exact details. But have, have that um, plan in place and start to um, achieve that. And that, I think, will really help you feel content throughout the days. Now let's bring it down a little bit to a micro level in, in the goals that we set and the tasks that we do. I know historically for me where I've struggled was when I've overtasked myself in a day where it's like I've got four or five big things to do and I don't have a lot of time and it and it definitely sets my day off uh, on the wrong foot. So one of the things that I know I learned from Dan Sullivan a strategic coach was he maxes out his tasks per day to three uh, you know this isn't task like you know brushing your teeth this is tasks uh, as far as you know sending the email out to the patient base um, paying doing payroll wh- whatever the things are uh, and if you have a I think for us as a chiropractic practice if you've got a full day you know like Monday is just pay, like patient care full full day Um, I like for me that's what it is Um, I don't do any of those ancillary tasks like my Monday task will be basically treat patients be present with patients and get my notes done those are really where my tasks are but then Tuesday I don't treat patients so I hit a few big hitters in there but I limit it to that and just um, realize okay I got all three done that's great Um, it's process over perfection it's not going to happen over uh, over the week, over the day, over the month, and so I really just try to make sure I get three good things done per day and feel good about that and say that's a win and uh, and we'll move on to the next day and get the next three done. So do that, and then those tasks should be working towards attainable goals, and I think that's another thing that we, we don't know how to goal set, whether it's our numbers or what. Like right now we're going through uh, implementing the Scheduling Institute for our front desk training, and, and one of the things they have you do right out of, the, out of the gates is set goals. And we do this with our Chiropractic Success Academy members and my coaching clients, where we do the indicator scorecard, where we set different goals and new patient office visit revenues, things of that nature. Um, but I like how they had it laid out a little bit. Was they they got you really clear on what your Uh, practice analytics were new patients office uh, Well, actually for this one it's mainly let's just say new patients but you could do this for office visits, revenue reactivations or whatever and they um, they have you do a three month average a six month average and a 12 month average. It's a little tricky for a lot of people with the 12 month average this past year because there was a big gap there for a lot in March, uh, March, April and into May Um, so I did three and six months and I took the average of say new patients in three months average new patients six months get that and um, kind of meet in the middle there so um, let's just say you average 30 new patients in the last three months and then you average 35 new patients in, in six months at all you would take 30 and 35 that's 65 divide that by two and you're at like 32 and a half so 33 would be your average new patients so you're uh, the way they do is you took the 12 month as well and you would drop um, the, or no, you would do all three and that would give you a really clear number on what your um, good number is as far as an attainable goal. And then they have you set a baseline of what's, you know, add 10 to 15 percent to that. So if it's 30 new patients average, you add 10 percent, um, you're, you're going to set a goal of 33 new patients for this next quarter, right? And so you want to start to you want to set attainable goals. You know everybody's heard about SMART goals, which is an acronym. And that's a great thing to look into as well. But if you've got these attainable goals and you're you're able to hit those for the most part, that again is going to move the needle. It's going to satisfy having proper ambition, and it's going to um, you know most likely for most people give you uh, some contentment. I can't get into all the psychological stuff that might be going on like depression and anxiety and things like that. I'm not that professional. Uh, if, if that's something you're dealing with I totally get it um, and that's something to, to obviously manage. And, uh, but for the most part if you can find this middle ground of where you're setting ambitious goals but not overly ambitious and you're achieving them you're going to have that level of contentment and be happy with how you're doing in practice. Um, If you're not there's certain things to definitely look at like if you can't get excited about certain things it might be something you shouldn't be doing or you need to outsource it right those are always uh, strategies to implement as well. Um, Obviously there's so many things that go into contentment like I mentioned but I just want people to start thinking about it for themselves a little bit I I don't have the answers for you per se I'm just giving you what I'm doing what I do um, what I think on about it and how to try to um, maybe tame the ambition a little bit or not even tame it but just understand it and then have more moments of reflection on how how I'm doing and and how things are going and um, and I, and I frankly, honestly, uh, I should be very, very happy with where I'm at and, and I am in a lot of ways. I just got <clears> to <throat> do that more often to reflect on it because it's an exciting time in the profession now that, uh, I think we realize, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard time in the world. We, we get that. Um, but I had mentioned it in my Facebook group and, um, I think a lot of people were concerned about our profession for sure. Back March, April, like, were we going to have a practice to come back to? Were people going to go to chiropractors? Um, but I think overwhelmingly, I can't say it's for everybody. Uh, everybody's in unique situations in different you know, countries and cities. But overwhelmingly, people have come back to chiropractic, and I know a lot of chiropractors are doing just as well, if not better. And so it's exciting. So we should be happy about that. Um, the state of the profession is, is good considering all the craziness. And so we've got a lot to be thankful for and start figuring out ways for you to find that really good balance of being content and still maintaining good, healthy levels of ambition. I I I personally think ambition is good. Um, I, you know, even even if you're, in the older crowd, I gave my dad this book. Um, he's 67 this year, and it's called "Growing Bolder." And it's a play on words. Instead of "Growing Older," it's called "Growing Bolder," and it was um, mentioned in a strategic coach group because there's a lot of the gentlemen. Uh, that there was like three gentlemen that recommended it once one person mentioned it. They were older. They were like in their 60s and they bold, all three were like oh this has been great for me. It's really helped out. Um, so I recommend that book if we're in your maybe mid-50s or, or older and maybe towards the tail end of the career. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to get older. You can get bolder. Great book but no matter what season of life you're in you gotta really um, find that middle ground of contentment and ambition and I think that will serve us all better. Think about it a little bit. If you got any thoughts and ideas, I'd love to hear them in the Facebook group. And it was just something that I've been thinking on a little bit and I wanted to get the uh the audience here to start thinking where that that balance is for you, okay? And some of the strategies you can do to try to keep it uh keep the equilibri- equilibrium there. All right, have a great week and I'll be talking to you soon. same name.